Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. And I'm only speaking from experience. So before anyone comes at me for what I'm saying, I'm speaking to this because of my own experience. Um, This relationship is so damaged that nobody will ever take it seriously. So even if they're taking it seriously, no one else is going to. And in this situation he has cheated and humiliated her to the point of no return and so all the things that he's already done pretty much nothing can top that i mean he already got someone else pregnant and has a baby with them and doesn't take care of that child like what makes her think that this is not going to keep occurring Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. How are we doing? Spring keeps springing over here in New York. I don't know what's going on in your neck of the woods, but I'm like currently looking out on a beautiful Easter Sunday afternoon here in Manhattan, and I couldn't be happier. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I hope you guys are having a good day, a good week, a good time, a good life, frankly. Let's get into mess because uh, we got a lot to talk about. So frankly, even if your life isn't going so well, I feel like you might be able to find a story or two to revel in. Let's talk about it. So um, I got to start off with an admission. I am Bartiste from Love is Blind's baby mama. (laughs) 
If you guys didn't know this, Bartice from uh, the last season of Love is Blind and A Perfect Match, that Netflix show that I haven't watched, but I heard Bartice went full demon mode on. Um, Yeah, he announced just a day ago via Instagram. Might have been the villain on TV, but I'm going to be a hero for him. Instagram, meet my little man. Red heart emoji, hashtag big fella. And then there's him and several pictures of him um, in video and uh, him with his thighs out watching Love is Blind, holding his baby with some Nikes. Um, there's another picture of him. And it appears to be some St. Patrick's Day gear. Uh, child's poor little brand new toes grazing his... Uh, very distressed jeans. So we don't really have any other information about this baby other than like it seems to be, I don't know, five months? Less than a year for sure. Doesn't seem to be great at holding its neck up. No shade to you, baby. We all learn and grow. But um, who, you know what I mean? Who, <laughs> why? <laughs> What I'm saying is that this baby appears to have been young enough to have been born well past um, Love is Blind. And, I mean, I guess we flew too close to the sun with Perfect Match. But, like, the point I'm making is that, like, whoever gave birth to this gorgeous baby, God bless him. What, what happened there, honey? I mean, it's clearly, well, I don't want to be like, it's clearly not Nancy's, but, like, it's clearly not um but prayers up a baby is a blessing a baby is a blessing now um a lot of people took to instagram to share their thoughts all the thoughts that were racing into my head just happened to be there right in his comment section so let's go through a couple um bro how did you manage to two dating reality shows back to back and a pregnant girl sheesh um, Ryler, I think we missed the chapter. Kamikaze Canada and um, Destiny Reese uh, with a back-to-back, just the grand opening and grand closing. Kamikaze says, was she pregnant while you were filming and you just casually left that out? And then Destiny says, everybody's saying we need answers. I think it's obvious. The answer's right there. He knocked someone up and left her home alone, pregnant while he was on shows, quote, looking for love with other women. Now that there's a new season of Love is Blind is out, he's using his... She used son in, in quotes. She put quotes around son to stay relevant and talked about. And it's working. Are you surprised? I'm not. Now, to be fair, um, there was somebody who does say, it's interesting as hell watching people on here crucifying this man for proudly introducing his first son to the world. Who cares how it happened? Who cares what the details are? It's none of my business. I know the joy of being a parent and I see that familiar smile cascading across his face. Instead of shitting on the man, take a moment to celebrate his joy. Celebrate him becoming a father. It's a blessing. Congratulations. He's beautiful. Now, there's, you know, nuggets of truth in that. But if you're starting off your announcement of your child with might have been the villain on TV, I think people are allowed to have, uh, you know, opinions. He also didn't say the name of this child. So there seems to be some sort of, like, anonymity factor. We're not seeing the mother. Um... Okay, I don't want to get too deep because there is a baby involved, but like, you know, we all have questions, so. Hmm? Let's move on. 
Oh, by the way, I will be talking about this season of Love is Blind. The girls are back. Rachel and Desi of Hollywood Crime Scene will be talking about that. It'll be on the Patreon this week. Um, the schedule for the rest of the season is, I believe, uh, the finale is on Friday, and then they're going to be airing a live reunion Sunday, I think at 8, the April 16th at 8, I believe. So stay tuned for that. So I will be talking about that. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to be talking about those two episodes on the Patreon or not, or if they'll be in the main show. Stay tuned. But you could also just sign up for Patreon at patreon.com slash podcasts. See all the hits. There's so much random shit in there that's actually really good, and I'm proud of it. So you should check it out. Uh, the link, as always, is in the episode description of every single episode. Um, <clears throat> what else do I have to talk about? Oh, I'll be doing the Brooke Shields documentary at some point in the future, in the very near future, in the next two weeks. So check that out. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot in there. I talk about Candy Burris's wedding, the scheme that Todd set up. You know, to come to you with the bullshit. Um, I talk about a lot of other things, like uh, why Jessica Seinfeld is weird, but why Jerry Seinfeld is even weirder. You know, things like that. It's a treasure trove. I'm underselling it. I will say that. But yeah, check it out. Patreon.com slash EBBM podcast. What else do we have to talk about? I'm done plugging myself. You know, unless you want to give me a five star review on Apple Podcasts. But anyway, um, let's. You know, let's just all pat ourselves on the back. The can I get a hell yeah for the week goes to us. Goes to us. Because I think all of us who watched Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, all of us who've been following the um, saga of the outlaw Jen Shaw, knew. We knew our girl would walk into that penitentiary as, you know, no longer Jennifer Shaw. And, you know, now... Shaw, inmate number, you know, whatever, right? We knew that she was going to be in there running shit, being her absolute um, charismatic self, surely problematic as well. But uh, yeah, according to Jen's manager, Chris Giovanni, um, he put it out there that (laughs) Jennifer is working, okay? Behind bars, she is working, Andrew Lloyd Webber better watch his back, okay? Jen is working on a production called The Real Housewives of Brian. Brian being Brian, Texas, the location of the prison uh, that she is in. Y'all, Jen Shaw has been in that prison for like two months now. Isn't that crazy? See, this would be a story. You know, life goes on. Things could be bad, but you could have been in prison for two months working on a play. (laughs) Based on your own life. I mean, the darkness to this, we can't overstate it. The Having to, like, play pretend of you being on The Real Housewives again while you're in prison. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, by the way. I feel like I'm about to lose my voice. So, my bad. My bad. Things happen. But, yeah, according to Mr. Giovanni, Jen has been taking time to um, teach people to read and write. Um, she's working on a script. She is basically using, um, putting pen to paper. Are are you allowed? Are you allowed a pen to paper? I'm asking for, I'm like, I'm not joking. I think, I'm like trying to think, like, what did they allow you on 60 Days In? Do they give you a pen to paper? I think sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But anyway, the point is, 
Jen's writing a script. However, she's doing it. It's happening, right? And basically is pulling like stories from, um, you know, in, from the inside and turning them into, you know, putting them on the page. So shout out to you. Apparently, Jen has not only been doing that. She's been very busy in the educational department and working in the library and just like, you know, she's busy participating in Ramadan and, and the fasting and all of that. And like, yeah, she's <laughs> shout out to Jen. Now you're like, not, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I know. Shout out to Donnie. I was talking to him. I was like, this bitch is about to be thriving. She's going to teach a dance class. <laughs> she's going to learn all these TikTok dances and, and bring them to the girls and keep them current. And what's going on on the inside. <sighs> It's just the fact that, like, she's doing exactly what I thought she would for me. (laughs) It's just, it's too much. All right, moving on, you guys. Again, my thoughts and prayers are with you. You know, I'm not part of the Swifty community. It's going to be a no for me, dog. However, my, my condolences, I heard Saturday... Very interesting. Like, usually we we talk a lot about how celebrities and, like, politicians try to bury bigger stories on a Friday night. um, Because, you know, people don't really pay attention as much. But to drop it on a Saturday night, that's that's how you know we're really working with an A-list person. So, yeah. It came out on Saturday that Joe Alwyn broke up with Taylor Swift. Like, I don't even want to say this. I don't care. And I'm so sorry. You know, that's not nice. Because I know y'all ride for her. You know, like, if this was Beyonce... Well, if it... Mm, mm. I'm trying to think. Like, if it were Rihanna, she broke up with her with ASAP. Would I be upset? No. <laughs> Jay-Z, no. So, I don't know. But it seems like something that y'all are upset about. So, therefore, I'm trying to extend empathy towards the community. And that's all I have to say. They've been dating for six fucking years. I never even knew who this guy was. I... I knew he was an actor. I just saw, um, what was it called? Conversations with Friends. It's on Hulu. It is a British production. Um, shout out to Jemima Kirk. I talked about her last week. She's also in the show. And it is, ooh. I watched it on vacation with two of my best girlfriends. And we were, like, at the beach. And it was just, like, a nice, like, end of the night, let's roast the show. But also, like, it's one of those shows that's like, this is bad. But do you want to watch the next episode? Like, this is really bad, but, like, I want to watch it again. Not as bad as, like, Sex Life, but it's painfully slow. Like, arduously slow. And I love a slow show. So if it is too slow for me, not good. (laughs) Anyway, he played the lead in that. And, like, I don't... And he was fine. He was fine. I think we were supposed to find him attractive and like in like a very tangibly sexual way. So hard disagree. Anyway, they broke up, you guys, and I'm so sorry. So sorry. Let's move on. Let's move on to lighter and brighter news. People who were thriving in their breakup, shout out to Ariana Maddox. It's being reported that she is like pretty much got it inked going to be on dancing with the stars uh the, for the next season which actually doesn't air until september which i find surprising i feel like doesn't dancing with the stars do like they, that feels like a summer show to me you know what i mean 
So maybe this is like two scenes from now. But anyway, shout out to her. Like, I think that's really cool. I feel like she's going to be the youngest Bravo celebrity that's been on Dancing with the Stars, right? Because we usually have like Rinna and like LVP. So yeah, like shout out to her for being being one of them. Was Kate Chastain on it? I don't know. But anyway, shout out to Ariana. That's the point. More exciting news. I think we finally got it. I think we finally got our girls back. Page Six is reporting that Bravo is trying (laughs) their damnedest to get our OG Roni ladies back with a girls trip style show. So it's not going to be a full season like we were initially promised until Jill Zarin ruined it all. Um, They're now talking about like a short show taking place over just a few days, like a long weekend style show with all our legends, right? And Ramona. So they're saying that obviously Luann and Sonia have been offered spots. Kelly, Ben, Simone, which I feel like I've said this before, but now things are really ramping up. Run in the middle of the street. Don't walk to Kelly, Ben, Simone's TikTok. It is, I, (laughs) there are no words. (laughs) She's now doing this thing. Excuse me. She's now um, doing a lot of videos that are um, uh, imitating the like Vogue, you know, 70 questions (laughs) Um, style where you just like, you know, you're like kind of looking at the camera, but you're kind of like, I'm busy, but like, I'll, I'll turn around and answer your question about like what my favorite cable knit sweater is. Right. But yeah, she she does this thing now where (laughs) She'll do, like, my favorite places, and in one of them, she's just, actually a few of them, she's just on an intersection, like, standing in the middle of an intersection, just pointing out literally every business that she sees. So she'll be like, here we are in Soho, we're at, like, Prince Street or whatever, and, like, here's, here are all my favorite places, and it's just like, babe, this is just all the buildings that you see. <laughs> That's not, they're not all your favorites, it's, you know, it's a... It's a tour de force. It really is. The gag is also, if you're in there, like also check the comment section because that's where Kelly really, Kelly's out. Well, I'll just say that. That being said, y'all, Kelly is fucking killing it. I don't know if y'all know that she's like a top real estate person in like Manhattan and the Hamptons. Like the bitch is making money. So, you know, who's Al Sharpton now? But I just want to talk about how shadily written this article is. First, it talks about talking about how, like, you know, Ramona has decided not to appear on Legacy, but she's had a change of heart. And then in parentheses, it says, or, you know, was asked to be on it this time now that, uh, you know, she has to be on it now this time around that Jill has counted herself out. Like, oh, she did she change her mind or, or is Jill leaving? And then it says... Back in November, the grand dame of drunkenly screaming in people's faces told us, I don't want to do the show any longer. It's not for me at this time. (laughs) But sources at the time say that Bravo didn't offer her a spot, despite the fact that she was the longest serving member of the original Roni cast. So that really, really, I mean, we, we see each other. I know Bravo Lab wrote that and shout out to you. Shout out to you for that one. That made me chuckle. Um, guys, I'm hearing... To the surprise of should be nobody, okay, that uh, Chloe and Tristan are going to be using the next 
season of Kardashians that probably nobody's going to watch to soft launch her way and Tristan's way back into our hearts, I guess. Which leads me to like, girl, okay. And also Tristan just got signed to the Lakers. So now like the prophecy is truly the circle has been completed. <laughs> the Chloe and Lamar circle has been completed. The prophecy has been foretold. What has happened before will happen again. Okay. Circle of fucking life here. Oh, here go. Hell come. This is about to be a disaster. Because, no, like, let's really think about this. Because now that I'm thinking about it, like, he had the, you know, um, hmm, uh, privilege isn't the word, the, uh, the, um, well, let's say, say privilege. He had the privilege of being in Cleveland or where, like, Boston for like three minutes. New York. These other teams, I cannot believe I know how many teams well, <laughs> Tristan has been on. Um, he has had the luxury of being far away, like on the opposite side of the country from Chloe, this entirety of like whatever their relationship or whatever you want to call what they're doing is, right? But now he's just going to be right on home turf. He's going to be right there. Ooh, did he play for um, the other LA team at one point? Doesn't matter. The point is, he's now going to be in LA full time. And ooh, if you thought he was going to be, he was bad from 1500 miles away. And now he lives three doors down from you, baby. Ooh, he's really a sick bitch because you know how like, just like Crustash, you know, these sickos have to, there's always an escalation. Like there's nothing, you know, that they can't get their fix. One fix is not enough. So now you're not only living next to Chloe, who lives right next door to Chloe? Chris. So, okay, have fun with that, you guys. This Calabas is about to be in flames. Uh, Holby, not Holby Hills, Hidden Hills is going to be on fire. We're all going to get the Amber Alert or whatever. <laughs> and I'm going to say, you know what? I know what happened. We, we don't even have to, we don't have to guess. We know what happened. But it actually brings me to the intro clip of the week is Kale from Teen Mom, formerly of Teen Mom, um, you know, had some insight. And at first I read the headline and I was like, bitch, you of all people don't need to be talking. And then I listened to it and she was like, yeah, you guys, I know what you're all going to say. And this is exactly why I should have an opinion on this Chloe and Tristan situation. And then I thought, you know what? Good point. Go on. For her to say, like, yeah, nobody's going to believe this. Nobody's going to believe in your love, in your relationship. You guys have burned the bridge. The cinders have gone into the water. You know, life is starting to, to start anew. Like, it's over, you know? <laughs> like, any any goodwill that happened, that shit's over. Um, is that, like, necessarily, you know, do we need to be living by other people's opinions about a relationship? Of course not. But in this case, I mean, I think she might want to listen. I did see another article where uh, Kale was talking about this back in October, the situation and compared it and mirrored it to her own situation and was talking um, and said something very interesting and insightful about how like she would tell her friends certain things in order to kind of like be like, okay, well, if I tell them that he did this fucked up fuckboy thing, then Chris or Javi or, you know, whoever that, um, 
it'll be like it's a way of me being accountable and that way like if i tell them then i'll have to leave right but then she would just never do it um so very interesting like shout out to you kale you know growth now granted i'm sure we're about 14 minutes away or so from another headline in which she got cut you know actually fucking javi in the wawa parking lot this time but you know what broken clocks broken clocks Okay, and I want to end this on, you know, more Kardashian-Jenner news. The rumors that Kylie Jenner is allegedly dating Timothy Chalamet? Girl, what? (laughs) Now, it appears to be based on a couple of people putting in some blind items to Dumois. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. And um, those blind items stated that they both had been, like, starting to date around January... They met around Paris Fashion Week, really hit things off. Um, I guess there was word that he had flown to Turks and Caicos later that January, and Kylie was also there that month. I I cannot imagine. (laughs) I just can't imagine. But, like, good, good. Imagine, like, I just can't imagine. Like, really. In a way, it does sort of make sense. There is a connection, because we know Timothy Chalamet loves Kid Cudi, and, you know, Drake, you know, there's, you know, there's a circle and, and I don't know what his relationship with Kanye is, but they had dinner. We all saw the picture. Um, so yeah, it very interesting. (laughs) Do we believe it? No, I think that this is like something to talk about. Their show's about to come on, you guys, and they have nothing else to say. Nobody really gives a fuck about, uh, Kendall on a horse of Bad Bunny. So, you know. Or is it just me? Is it just that I don't care and so I'm out of the loop and like things just aren't hitting? Or is it really that their star has fallen? Because I just think, once again, that I might be right. And it's not that I want to be right. I just think that I actually am. Again. So, anyway. um, The rest of the episode will be a recap of one of the most annoying episodes of Housewives of All Time. No thank you, Jadel. So, Yeah. Look forward to that. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Kind of see the sugar daddy vibe on pepsi like thank you daddy is that what they say we should maybe ask Portia because she would probably know okay y'all let's talk about the latest episode of ultimate girls trip three which frankly was exhausting and i almost feel like i might not be on the right side of history when it comes to this but 
I'm sure you'll let me know in the comments uh, when you listen. But yeah, let's get into it. So it should be a nice day. Pepsi is planning everything. So he goes to Giselle's room to say, the morning's hosted by him, right? He's planning some Muay Thai boxers to come and fight with the ladies. And then they're going to go in town to go shopping and then have lunch, right? Of course, Heather uses this whole boxing thing as some sort of metaphor for her relationship with Whitney. Does anybody give a shit? No. Let's move on. Leah then tells Heather that her stomach is jacked. She's got the runs and the period runs on top of that. And, you know, it's not good. Which, to which Heather says, well, that's terribly gross. <laughs> True. Marisol and Alexia do a double interview and they're matching robes and their gold under eye patches. And they're like, oh my God, are we at five days already? I feel like I'm dead. And then they say that like the yelling amongst the girls are worse than Cubans, which is another stereotype, but at least it's one that you could speak on or whatever. I don't think you should be, but you know, at least we're not talking about other people here, but then, you know, they're just like overwhelmed. And then they say that the worst one is actually Candace. They're um, <laughs> like, she's so loud. Marisol says it's like she swallowed a microphone. And Alexia goes, we're being shady, by the way. Marisol, Marisol goes, but that's the truth. And Alexia goes, well, according to Giselle, this would be shade. And Marisol goes, okay, well, I think it's reasonable. I'm starting to feel for Candace a little bit. <laughs> Am I wrong in feeling that way? I'm feeling like she... <sighs> Whatever's going on with poor Leah, she has now been like roped into as a, uh, you know, not sidekick, but, you know, partner or whatever. Obviously, Giselle doesn't really like uh, Candace, but I think what's really happening here is Candace and Portia have like formed their own like mean girl duo. And now they're just like out to get Candace and Leah. Now, granted, is Leah being annoying? Absolutely. But I just feel like they're hyping each other up in ways that, like, feel disproportionate. And then they're accusing Candace, really, because Leah, you know, took herself out of the game this episode, um, of doing things that they also seem to be doing. So I just find it kind of, like, a little bit hypocritical, but we'll get into that later. Um Whitney says in a confessional that after last night, it's clear that the ladies don't understand the dynamic going on between her and Heather and the church and the roles and, and all of that, how deep their relationship goes. But she's trying to put a pin in it because they're there to get to know and build other relationships with other people. It's not just about her re repairing her relationship with Heather because she came to here to have fun. And frankly, so did we, Whitney. So let's start having it, please. <laughs> Then we see Giselle in the pool. Some of the ladies are doing their Muay Thai. Giselle, not about it. So she's in the pool and she calls Pepsi over and says, you know, shows him the phone. Do you remember this bottle? He's like, yeah, I, I do. I remember we took it on the boat and Giselle goes, right. And then it came back. Me, you and Portia were taking shots at the house. Have you seen it? And he says, no. And she goes, well, I think somebody took it. And he goes, well, sorry, she asks Pepsi, do you think it was one of the ladies? And he just kind of makes a noise like, mm, mm, maybe. And so now Giselle has officially got the battery in her back. 
So Giselle goes, look, in a confessional, I know I'm a diva, but Giselle doesn't ask for much. I don't drink wine. I don't drink vodka. I drink tequila, this particular kind. So after the boat, the bottle came back. I made sure it came back. It was at the bar and now it's missing. Where's my bottle? I want to know now. Giselle's like that commercial, like it's my money and I want it now. <laughs> it's getting too much. And we're not even like at the end of the story. I'm, I'm so like over <laughs> this bottle already. Then Giselle takes those legs and she goes down to Portia's room and she's like, oh, you know, Pepsi said one of the ladies took it. And Portia goes, oh, no, he didn't. Not Pepsi with the tea. <laughs> so Giselle tells her, when we go to lunch, I need you to understand. Uh, hello, court is in session. Everybody has to be accountable for their whereabouts at night. Not you, because I know you love Hennessy and Alexia loves her champagne. Now, if you were going as um, Inspector Gadget, or not Inspector Gadget, Encyclopedia Brown, as you thought, if you, the last person that you did shots with was Portia, or one of them, why is she off the list? Because she likes Tennessee. She did a shot with you. If anything, she should be suspect number one. We're just going by who I like the least and most, right? Alexia likes her champagne, so that's not possible. Um, and, you know, we're going down the list, right? She's like, I feel like Heather doesn't have the ability to tell the truth. So she's a suspect. And Giselle says that since the beginning of the trip, Heather's been saying things out of her mouth that she doesn't really mean. And what really lost her was Heather saying that she doesn't know who punched her. She doesn't know who got, gave her that black eye. Now, that is true. <laughs> that is fair to not want to maybe trust Heather. Um, but again, this would probably make her another suspect. But I feel like it is another suspect. I'm, I'm not saying this right. <laughs> the point is, this is stupid. And I don't really want to talk about it. That's why I'm getting confused. Then they start talking about the reasonable or shady game or the reasonably or shady game. And how, oh, you know, when you're playing reasonably shady, you got to come correct. Like, she's acting like this is fucking Monopoly. This isn't a national or international game that everybody, like, understands. I mean, we get it. But this isn't like, girl, come on. It's not the Thunderdome, girl. It's just put a paddle. And say which one you think. Then Portia says, yeah, I was screaming at two people across from me. If you asked me right now, I couldn't tell you what I was yelling at them about. But I know I was passionate about that. I do know that much. And this bring my point to being like maybe anti-Portia here. Because you're screaming at two people. I'm assuming, what, Candace was one of them. Um, you don't know why. You're saying you don't care. So why are we creating this drama, Portia? Later, Heather goes to Leah to ask her how she was feeling from the night before. And she tells Heather that she saw on Instagram, Portia posted a picture of everybody at the elephant sanctuary, right? But she didn't tag Candace or Leah. And she just doesn't understand what exactly Portia's issue is with her. And then Candace arrives in the room and Leah tells her about the Instagram picture. And Heather goes, yeah, that's pure shade, pure shade. So Candace says, you know what she's going to say? Just be prepared for, oh, you know, it's my social media. I can post and talk about whoever I want. Why are you guys so obsessed with me? And Leah's like, yeah, she'll probably mention, uh, you know, my followers. You guys want my followers, right? So Heather asks, how do you guys know what she's going to say? And Candace goes, Portia is an imposter. She acts like she's dumb and not aware of her behavior and the things that she says that could be offensive. But she's well aware. 
very aware of what she's doing and saying. This passive-aggressive high school bullshit. Mm -mm. You're toxic, petty bitch. You want a beef. You want a problems. And so I'll give them to you. The ladies had to go shopping and on the way Marisol makes a screwdriver for Portia and when Portia gets into the van, she's not there with Marisol and Alexia. She gets in the van and she goes, <coughs> this is the strongest thing I've ever tasted in my life and I drink straight Hennessy. God, my chest is so hot. <laughs> she says in a confessional, I know Marisol's had a little issues, you know, in the body, but girl, I think you would. You're drinking jet fuel. So Alexia tells Leah and Candace in the van, she just found out what Shade was during last night's game. That was a really uh, awakening moment for her. And then Leah says, I like fun Shade. Like, I don't like it when it's passive aggressive. I'm fine with Shade, but not when it gets too deep. And Alexia goes, okay, well, what would passive aggressive Shade be? Like, can you give us an example? And so they're like, okay, well, it would be like Portia coming up with the team names for everybody or not even just like coming up with the team name for us and calling it poor Leah. Or then Candace says, Oh, you know, when she would keep asking, um, Leah, like, are you bored? Do you want to leave? Do you want to go home? That's sort of passive aggressive shade. Everybody goes out to shop, right? Heather says in a confessional shopping is the one thing we can all agree on. And then she says, there are two things that I love capitalism and exploiting third world boutiques. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, Pepsi comes out with a bunch of cash for the ladies because they're going to go to um, a, a temple the following day. So they're going to the store to get like different supplies to give the monks, like little gifts and, and different sorts of things, right? So it's got all these like red envelopes full of cash and they're all like, yeah, daddy. So Candace says in a confessional, you know, I do see kind of a sugar daddy vibe from Pepsi. I can see it. Like, thank you, daddy. Is that what they say? Maybe we should ask Portia. Seems like she would probably know the answer to that. Then the ladies stopped for what looked like, I don't know, it looked like an icy, frosty Thai tea. It looked delicious. One of them um, squirts right directly into um, um, Whitney's sunglasses, and she said, it, it squirted in my eye. I wasn't expecting it. Pepsi, Pepsi, can you help me? It came in my eye. <laughs> Leah says she doesn't want to drink that because her stomach is, you know, feeling some type of way. And then she says, in a confessional, I don't really want to complain too much because I don't want to be poor Leah, but I'm like hot, like my insides feel like they're burning. So the ladies go into the store to go shopping and they've all got their, you know, hand fans, right? But Leah seems like she's in a different place. She's fanning herself. She's got this long glance and suddenly she says, I can't feel my legs and boop, drops to the floor. Everybody's like panicking. They're fanning her. They get her to sit up, you know, back against the wall. But Alexia's like, no, she needs to lay back down and we need to like elevate her feet, put her feet up. So Leah's like, uh, no, don't lift my legs. I'm not wearing underwear, please. Portia's just watching this and she goes to Giselle. She was co coherent until that happened, huh? <laughs> or co coherent when that happened. So Leah asks, where's Pepsi? And she, like, reaches her hand out to him like Jackson Rose at the end of Titanic. Like, Pepsi, I don't want to die. <laughs> He's like, I'm here. I'm here and I got you. I'm so embarrassed, guys. In a confessional, Giselle goes, 
put some panties on. And Portia goes, wait, how do you not wear panties around on your period? And Giselle goes, I don't know. <laughs> now I fully am, am on team Portia and Giselle on this one, man. You're in here in Thailand rocking these pants that have like hella cutouts on them. Um, and you don't want your legs lifted because you feel like people can see your cooch. You just said you were on your period. You just said you've had two different bouts of diarrhea happening concurrently. <laughs> Why do we not have a panty on, ma'am? Heather says, Candace, look at you, Candace, tending to her like a wet nurse. Candace is like on the floor, fanning Leah, rolling a cold water bottle on her stomach. Leah goes, I also had diarrhea today and I, I think I'm dehydrated maybe. <laughs> Giselle says in a confessional portion. Now she's nasty Leah. Like we went from poor Leah to nasty Leah. So Leah finally is able to get up and say, you know, I'm okay. I'm good. There are a couple things that I wanted to buy. So I do want to buy those. <laughs> so Leah stays back. They end up putting her back on the ground. People are fanning her. She's got a red towel on her head. And Portia's got jokes. She's just letting it spray. Let it spray. Giselle at one point goes, it, Leah did a good pass out, didn't she? Portia goes, I know, right? Oh, am I going to die here? Wait, my coochie. <laughs> she likes to play victim. Some of the ladies go to lunch. Heather and Whitney go to the cannabis store. Leah's getting fanned in the shop. She's going home, right? The other ladies start talking at lunch about how Candace is so childish and how she screams and she's so loud or whatever. <sighs> okay. So then, everybody sits down for lunch. They're back from the weed shop, right? They got their brownies, their things. Giselle, they're playing CSI again. She pulls out her phone, shows everybody the class, a picture of the Class A Azul bottle, and goes on and on. Again, it took somebody three weeks to find this bottle. I know we had it on the boat. This is the only bottle in Thailand. It came home from the boat. The next morning, it's gone. So Heather goes, oh, so you think somebody stole it? And Giselle goes, can I talk? <laughs> Heather goes, okay, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to engage in conversation. But then Heather says in a confessional, you can get this bottle at any liquor store anywhere in America. It's a tchotchke. What's going on? Porsche is all about it in her confessional. Like, get him, Giselle, get him. Candace says in her confessional, I will send your black ass some money for this tequila. This is a Christian woman in me. Because clearly, Giselle's in need. <laughs> Giselle then announces to the table that there are four suspects. One, two, three, four. Who are they? Obviously, Portia, Portia's screaming, I didn't do anything. I'm drinking my Hennessy. I didn't do anything. She tells Heather, you're actually suspect number one because I don't believe anything that comes out of your mouth. <laughs> Heather just stares at her and she says in a confessional, Honestly, like, there's a part of me that's secretly thrilled, like, when a mean girl gives you attention. Like, I don't care. You just want the attention. Call me fat. Call me ugly. What what happened to Heather? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to ask that question. I'm going to put it on the table. You've Those of you who've experienced Heather, you'll know that that's a fair question. And if you have the answer, let me know. But what happened? You know who Heather's starting to act like? Um, remember that girl from Mean Girls who, like... No, 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 not Mean Girls. Um, 
fuck. Oh, oh, Romy and Michelle. The one who, like, who's, like, desperately, she brought her, um, her yearbook bag and wanted people to sign it and just, like, seemed very sad and was like, girl, you need to let this high school stuff go. That's, it's what Heather's giving at this point. Anyway, Giselle tells Marisol that she's suspect number three. And Marisol's like, why? Because I like to drink? And I was like, yeah, probably. Giselle says, well, it's actually because in the van, you said that the mini versions of this bottle are actually really cute. So I was in the shower thinking, and Portia goes, damn, you can't even wash your ass without thinking about this? (laughs) Fair question. See, and this is like, I don't feel like Portia's really on her side. They're just like default partners in crime. But anyway, Giselle's reasoning was that Marisol, because we see in a flashback where Marisol's telling Giselle, oh, if you had seen the mini versions of this bottle, you would never want a big one again. And I have all these little ones and we bring it out to the parties, blah, blah, blah. So Marisol just said, you would never want the big bottle if you saw the little ones because they're so cute. But somehow this makes her suspect number three. Because Giselle thinks, oh, I'm gonna, that Marisol's somehow gonna bring the big bottle back to like be home with all its little minions. Candace tells Giselle, I think you sold the bottle and now you're trying to make this a thing. <laughs> but Giselle genuinely gets mad. She genuinely gets mad. And she's like, if I had the bottle, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Like, what is going on? Candace says, this is not Clue, okay? And Giselle goes, yes, it is. Court is open. And now you're suspect number two because you love the bottle. So Candace announces, Giselle, you tried to already make me steal a bottle of tequila and put me in a Mexican jail. <laughs> so Candace reminds us in a confessional that last season when they went on their Mexico trip, they went to a tequila tasting. Candace was under the impression that they had purchased all the tequila. So she thought, oh, we got this bottle. Let's take it back and party. Giselle tells her, yeah, take it, take it. But when they start walking out, the producer stops Candace and like, Candace, put that back. You're going to go to jail. We didn't buy that. So then Giselle asks Candace, why did you take the bottle in Mexico? And Candace screams, because your black ass told me to take it. You wanted me to go to Mexican jail. You were trying to set me up in Mexico. Like you're trying to set all of us up now. And all the other women are like, Shh, Candace, please, Candace, please be quiet. Like, <laughs> I don't think that this is really that deep to Candace. This is why I'm like not that offended or whatever the feeling should be about it. Because I think Candace is like, she's annoyed by this, but I don't really think it's that deep for her. I think she's like jokingly being like, surely Giselle is not thinking this deeply about it. So like, yeah, she's yelling, but I don't think Candace actually cares. So the Giselle goes, we're all friends. And because of that, I would think, you know, you or you or you, one of you would say you took it. Just give me my bottle. I want my goddamn bottle. So I would like to, sorry, you guys. (laughs) I would like to search your room and all the, you know, quote unquote suspects say, yeah, fine. You can go look. Whitney says it, even though I don't think she was a suspect. Uh, Basically everybody was like, yeah, okay. Except for Candace. And so Giselle's like, okay, well now you're suspect number one. I cannot with this. Candace says in a confessional, you think my black ass stole a porcelain bottle of tequila from you? I want nothing from you. You have nothing to offer but a long neck and stovepipe legs. We don't want those things. (laughs) Zamarisol throws it out. Why don't we have people at the house, since we're not there, go and check the rooms now. That way it's all fair. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. 
This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cam's checks her phone and says, oh, Leah just hit me up just to let you guys know, like, she's fine. She's resting at the house, right? But then she's like, actually, I wanted to take a little bit to uh, talk about something because... Leah told me that, Portia, you tagged everybody but us on your Instagram. And I just wanted to give you a minute to explain that. But Portia's like, oh, well, I don't have to explain anything to you. So Candace goes, okay, so it wasn't an oversight. And Portia goes, hell no, it wasn't an oversight. So Portia asked Leah, Portia asked, why would Leah want to be tagged anyway? Because I don't like her. Like, I just don't. Like, I just came to that determination. I just don't like her. Not my vibe. So Candace goes, okay, well, Leah's not the only one who didn't get tagged. And I'm just asking because I feel like you know that by doing things like that on social media, the way it's going to look and how people are going to see it and cause a stir. And it's a form of cyberbullying. And all the other ladies are like, oh, not bullying. Would you? Why did you say that, Candace? Like, you're going over the board. Going overboard. Now... Would I have said cyberbullying? No. But I do think she is right because I remember when Portia tagged that, it was all up in the blogs like, oh, what happened? Because she didn't tag Leah or Candace. And oh, we called it. We knew that Candace and Portia, uh, yeah, Portia weren't going to get along with each other. And now we know what happened. And I think she's absolutely right. Like you do know the implications and it's not fair to be, to, for everybody to be like, oh, that's so high school. That's so middle school, blah, blah, blah. But it's true. It, it's actually true. Like, you know that this sends a message that people are going to talk about it. You know that. And so to be like, oh, I don't care. I don't care. Or this is so immature for you to even think that. But I mean, it is immature, but it's also true. So Portia says, well, I've just known her, Leah, for I've only known her for five days. And, you know, I just didn't know what our future was going to look like. So that's why I didn't tag them. Y'all. Portia keeps asking, are you hurt by it? Are you hurt? Are you okay? Are you hurt, uh, Candace? And Candace is like, no, you're stank and you're rude. And then she starts fake crying for whatever reason. Marisol says in a confessional, I have to say, I have conversations with Candace one-on-one and they're great. But then in a group, I don't know what happens to her. (laughs) So Alexia asked her, what do you want, Candace? And Candace is like, well, I just wanted it to be known in the group. So Alexia says, well, Candace, you told us to shut the fuck up last night. And Candace says, well, you never let anybody talk. And then Alexia is like, well, all you do is scream. 
And so when Portia goes, well, I was going to pull you to the side anyway, Candace, because I want to know why every time I say something to you, you go from like zero to a thousand. Why do you get so triggered? Now, these examples were like, uh, not ones that really made Portia look that great, but okay. My thing is, I feel like Candace and Portia are maybe too similar. And it's one of those things where like people don't get along because they see too much of themselves and they don't like it. I think that this is what's going on. What I'm seeing are two very capable women. I feel like Portia and Candace are very, like, very similar. They can read you down. They are also funny. They are, like, they just have a lot of similarities to me. So I'm getting why they don't, like, quote unquote, don't like each other. I see what, I see why. Candace brings up a good point of, you know, I know that you were feeling some type of way about me, but we talked about it. I thought we ended things like, fine. And then I'm hearing from Leah the very next day that you're not tagging me and stuff. And, you know, whatever. So, Portia keeps going, well, that's petty. That's petty for you to bring it up. I'm grown. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, she must want my followers. That must be what Leah wants. (laughs) That, that's what it is. So Candace goes, oh, you're so predictable. <laughs> so then Portia goes, well, did you eat? Did you eat today? Do you need a Pedialyte? Pedialyte for PJ. PJ's in Thailand, y'all. Do y'all have Pedialyte for PJ? Now, granted, uh, Portia's now yelling this, and everybody seems to think that this is the funniest thing ever that's ever happened. So fortunately, Pepsi breaks this up. And I was like, um, you guys, I got some tuk-tuks outside. Let's go for a tour. The tour was literally two minutes long. Do I care? No, because it got them all to shut the fuck up. <laughs> On the ride back, Heather says something that pisses Whitney off. Honestly, I don't care. Whit- the point is that Whitney thinks that Heather's two-faced, but we knew that. Ben knew. Ben knew that. Unfortunately, we have to go back to Bottlegate when the ladies get back to the house because Giselle gets suspicious of Whitney because Whitney says, oh, I had to go to the bathroom. I'm going to run up to the house real quick. So Giselle's like, oh, maybe Whitney took it because she's trying to like get ahead up and she's hiding the bottle in her room. Okay. So Candace goes into Leah's room to check in on her, tells her what happened at lunch and says, you know, Leah, I actually feel like Portia might have more dislike towards you than me. And I'm really not sure why, but it's like really middle school, really petty. I feel like she said like, I don't fuck with you or something. I don't really remember. But, you know, this Instagram stuff is going to cause a shitstorm, but Portia doesn't want to admit that. So Giselle gets a producer at this point. We're fully breaking the fourth wall. She gets, I think his name is West. He was very cute, by the way real cute. Um, she gets West and is like, oh, um, she wants to have Candace's rooms checked. And then she asks the producer, but is Pepsi going to go in her room? Is she, is he actually going to go through Candace's luggage? Because I need somebody searching who's actually going to be invested. Like (laughs) what is going on? Whitney says in a confessional, Giselle is acting like this bottle is her firstborn. And it's starting to feel like it isn't about the bottle. It's about proving Candace wrong. So then Giselle walks into Leah's room and Leah goes, Giselle, why does Portia hate me? You must know because she was like, fuck you or whatever. 
Zell goes, that's not what she said. And in a confessional, she says, this is just typical Candace. Stirring the pot and stealing things like typical Candace. Now, Giselle, let's roll back from just last season where um, Chris is trying to be my sneaky link. Um, uh, Mia and her representative are in some sort of lesbian relationship with each other. Or also that uh, Mia's representative is fucking Gordon. Um, How do I get a free car since that's what happened to Mia's friend? Um, you know, this, that, and the third. But okay, Candace is the one who stirs the pot. Sure. We're also literally on a mission for you to find a bottle of liquor that you think Candace stole based on... But she's trying to stir the pot. Okay. So Giselle tells Leah, I wouldn't get upset if somebody didn't tag me because I think that's very third grade. But Leah goes... It's also kind of third grade to tag everybody but certain people in a picture. So Giselle goes, well, that's just between you and Leah. And, and sorry, you and Portia, right? And Leah goes, you know what, you're right. And, you know, because I'm sure you were coming in to ask if I was okay. And Giselle goes, no. Well, yeah, I mean, well, that's A. But actually, I was going to go to Candace's room because she's suspect number one. And I'm sure she wants to get off the list. <laughs> so Candace goes, you're not going into my room. And in a confessional, Candace says... Sweetheart, are Jamel Bryant's alimony checks not clearing fast enough? Why are you so pressed about this one bottle of liquor? I don't know if this is proof that Giselle needs a man or a hobby because this is just indicative of somebody who's crying out for help. And unfortunately, I don't have it to give. <laughs> so, <laughs> Leah asks, Giselle, what are you talking about? And, you know, again... It took three weeks to get this one bottle. It's the only one in Thailand, blah, blah, blah. And so Leah's like, oh, okay, well, obviously I'm not on the list. And Giselle goes, actually, you were on the list because you said that you keep alcohol in your house. So I thought that maybe you stole the bottle so that you could serve this 30% full bottle of tequila shipped from Thailand for two days. Why would anybody do that? Why would Leah be so desperate to serve her guests, whoever these may be, that she would steal, internationally steal a bottle of tequila? It does, an empty bottle of tequila. Also, like, how how much tequila could even be left at this point? The only reason why uh, Leah gets off the suspect list is because that night she left early. <laughs> okay. So Candace goes, uh, so, sorry, Giselle goes to Candace, um, who can go with you to come look? And Candace goes, she's not searching my room. Nobody's searching my room. I'm not a criminal. My man has access to every liquor, this side of the Mississippi and the other one. If I wanted 30 bottles of Classe Azul, I could have it. Poor Pepsi goes to a producer and goes, is she still asking? Is she still looking for that bottle? And when they say yes, Pepsi just does a whole Mariah Carey slide down the wall on onto the floor. He starts getting emotional and crying because he's upset. And then he goes in a confessional and goes, what's going on? Like, she's just going to ask me the same question again. Pepsi, did you find my bottle? Like, I, I, I'm going to have to tell her no. I don't want to say that. I don't know what the solution is, but I don't want them to have rude conversations. <laughs> Poor guy. I feel for Pepsi. Pepsi just wants to do his work. Ugh. So now Giselle's completely lost it. She's yelling, somebody needs to go with Candace to go look for this bottle. Period. I said this to you guys. She doesn't want me to go look. She doesn't trust me. Fine. But some you need to find somebody that you're comfortable with. 
I can respect the fact that you don't want me here, but who do you feel comfortable with? Candace says, I'm not a thief. I'm not a thief. And Giselle goes, we'll prove it. So you don't, you don't want to prove it, but so now you're suspect number one. And Candace goes, buy green, buy green hoe with the green ass. You're acting like a Karen. <laughs> Poor Pepsi's crying. He- hell, 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 hell has happened. Somebody get Giselle a class A Azul a sponsorship so she can shut the fuck up, please. What was that? What was that? Oh my God. You guys, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> thank me for speaking. You know, I can only talk about things if they're good. And if, if this recap is bad, you can blame Giselle. Um, she's suspect number one. All right. <laughs> Love you guys.